What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I'm super excited. You guys know I love my artists. They are dear to my heart because I love music. I understand the struggle. I know what it's like chasing your passion. We have a, an awesome gentleman joining us today. Excuse me, can't talk much. Uh, he's been involved in music since he was six. He signed on to Sony BMG in 2005, I believe. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. he's... And he's um, produced several albums and is following his passion, loves what he does, and has spent his lifetime committed to music. Please welcome Tom Ticka. Tom, thank you for being here today. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Well, yeah. Um, Finnish American rock and roller. Um, I've always loved music, and it's true. I wrote my first song when I was six. Not, Not a great song, and the worst part is that I still remember it. I've always been madly in love with, uh, with with soda, and so quite aptly, this song was titled "Coca-Cola Song." Oh. Um, you know, it's it's weird because it's really it's a hideous tune. Uh, it's something that a six-year-old might remember. There were better ones that I wrote a couple of years later. I I don't remember those, but for some very strange reason, "Coca-Cola yeah. Song" has burned on my brain. So anyway, started from there. Um, got a very small recording contract when I was 16, even a smaller one when I was 21. All of it fell through. Um, quit music for a couple of years until Carmen Gray um, was, 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 well, the band was put together. It was my brother's band to begin with. It's a long story. Make it short here. We got signed by Sony BMG. That was about a decade's worth of material. Uh, it was a great part of great part of my life many radio hits and i and you know just the when you drive around in your car and you hear your song on the radio multiple times a day it was fantastic obviously that came to an end sure. and 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 uh all bands break up at some point and then once again i was back back in square one uh, and that's when when the impersonators uh came, basically came about and then okay. And that was, you know, five or six years until we got signed to FBP Music Group in based out of Frankfurt, Germany. Very cool. And and slowly but surely, uh, the group was becoming more and more successful. Nothing compared to Carmen Gray, but, you know, Baby Steps. And this was a right. smaller project to begin with. But we started getting small radio hits and, and great reviews and, and award nominations. And then, you know, I started working with Michael Stover and MTS Records and... and um, uh, Michael asked me, you know, have you ever considered doing a solo album? And that's how Tom Tick and the Missing Hobcaps was basically born. Um, the name has an interesting story behind it. Okay. My dad was very crazy about cars, you know. Okay. He, he was he was actually a tire salesman. Okay. In the early days when when he was young, and later on he owned his own company. But but um, he loved cars. Uh, I didn't share his passion for automobiles and, yeah. and but but you know it was very important for him that whenever we washed the car or did something to the check the oil or change the tires he wanted his eldest son to be there with him doing sure. it so he could sort of teach me well this one time and this was uh i think it was in san francisco we, we i was sort of forced you know my mom said you know go ahead go help but your dad you know he's going to be in a bad mood all night if you don't and so i'm there thinking about music which which was always the case you know sure. i was 16 at the time and um one of the hopcaps came off right and they usually just spin and they they fall to the ground but this particular one because san francisco's kind of it's got big hills started going down one of the hills 
And, and these were sort of custom-made hopcaps for my dad, rather expensive. And we're both looking at the hopcap going downhill, and there's a bus that comes and basically runs over it. It was in a million pieces. And he, he said that, you know, you're always thinking about music. I don't like the band name. You know, I, I don't remember what we were called. He hated it. He said that you guys should be called the Missing Hopcaps, right? Oh. And, and I'm like, what a lame name. Yeah. You know, never yeah, going for that. Cool, you know, that's not bad. And hey, there it is. My sadly, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. And then when it was time for me to come up with a name for my solo venture, I thought, you know, well, you know, sort of to honor him. And it was always rooting me on anyways. I figured, you know, it's time to, you know, yeah. to get the old name and and um, sort of uh, take it out of a jar. And, and then the venture was became Tom Tick and the Missing Humpcaps. But anyway, that's that's a that. long intro. That's a long intro to everything that I'm doing. And, well, but, you know, no, and it's necessary to build up and let the let the audience know, you know, kind of where what, where you've come from, what you've done and. You've done a lot. So, I mean, not all artists can have, you know, and I, I would say those are great accomplishments that you've gone a lot, you've had along the way, you know, whether they've fallen through or not. Sure. Still, yeah. uh, to get to get signed at 16, a small, like, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I was always very fortunate, really, because, because um, for some reason or another, um, people, didn't just like my music, but they took interest in what I was doing. Sure. And and it's it's continued to this day, you know. And and um, um, for example, my working with Michael Stover, which started out just as you know, label head and, and a musician, but in reality, you know, Michael's a big part of what I'm doing because he's 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 more or less. I mean, he is the executive producer on the sure. Hopcaps albums, and so so it's he. You know, it doesn't have to be. But once again, like I said, I'd be very fortunate to meet all these talented people, learn from them. And the fact that when they do take an interest in your music, um, they usually when they when they put time and effort towards it, it makes the music and the project a whole lot better. And and as, and, and that's basically a, that's what I mean when I say that I'd be very fortunate work yeah. with talented people. Yeah, and that's great. And I and, and I don't think all, every artist has that experience. Yeah, especially I mean, the ones that I've had the honor to talk to and listen to their story and just kind of support their their craft. Um, it's not always the case. So yeah, you've definitely been very fortunate. Um, so let's just talk about like what you've got going on now, and you know maybe you can have give some advice to any of any of our artists out there and what they could possibly doing proactively to to make the right moves to get to get themselves noticed. That's a very difficult question to answer because I'm still sort of, it's weird. Like I said, I'm very lucky. I've, I'm trying to figure that out still myself. But um, if, if I were to give one piece of advice, I think if, if, if somebody's listening and look, if, if you want to make it anywhere yeah. with music, it has to be the most important thing in your life. Right. It, it's one of those, it's not a job like, like people have, like even manage, you know, managing directors or, uh, at one point in my life, I was a uh, I was a cost analysis manager. It 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 those jobs, the day jobs, and even if you work a lot, some it it's not the same. So right. you have to live, breathe. It just music has to be your everything. Yeah. Um. It, so if if I think that I don't think there was ever a time that I rather went to the beach than 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 you know uh, if I had the option of staying home and writing a song. 
I, that was always my first choice. It sounds boring, and but but to me, that that, that was it. You know, that was it. And and I'm you know I'm not very proud of this. I'm truly not. But I remember blowing off dates. Um, if I got a great song idea, you know, and I just you know I'm thinking I'm gonna lose it because in those days you didn't have. You had to play the song enough times to remember the melody and or find some sort of recording device, which, you know, wasn't your cell phone in, back in the day because they didn't no. exist. Yeah. And so that's that's how into this I always was um, as, a, as, as, as a much older dude, obviously, you know, it's the same thing for me like it is for everybody else my wife says jump i say how high and 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 you know the same Good thing dad. happy wife. Hey. happy wife happy yeah. life smart and same thing with my kids you know they take the priority but this is back when i was 17 or 18 and i think that it's it's, it's you know to to basically just put it in one sentence it has to be the most important thing in your life to and then you have a sort of a small opportunity slim chance of making it anywhere it's that's how brutal the business is oh and you well, got you got to be very good you got to be very good memorable songs it's not enough even to be good actually it it's it's just one pitfall after another yeah i just i feel like if you and in, in, in what we do as artists i can like i said before i started recording i consider myself an artist you have to definitely be 100 percent committed and really believe in what you're doing and I mean, I, I'm not sure about how you feel about this, but really manifest in your in your mind where you want to go because there's power in those thoughts. And once you surrender yourself to the, your ultimate goal, your reality that you that, that reality that you want it to be, things happen magically for you. I feel like so for you, you I think that you've been able to do that maybe like unconsciously that you have been manifesting some of these opportunities to happen for you, and it, and it's and it's happened. So I think that. You're a little bit ahead of the of the game with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and 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 the game's not, you know, because it wasn't always easy. I think that when you go through your history, uh, by the way, you're in Chicago, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I lived in Chicago for 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 three years. It's a great city, and and that's actually where I started my cost analysis career. I was a cost analysis coordinator in Chicago, but that's a different story. Okay. Um, worked in Oak Brook, but but I remember when 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 Carmen Gray got signed Sony Music, and then we we went to the A&R guy, and it was time to sort of decide which songs we're going to record. Okay. And and I remember him listening to the tracks that we had um, written, and he said that, yeah, these are fantastic. Now we just need to come up with a hit single. Yeah. Okay. You know, and so we were like, well, how about this? Uh, you know, I explained not enough happening here, not enough happening there. Can you see like dead air here? Just the instruments. Not, and I was at, at that point, I didn't understand. But then he sort of hooked us up with these tunesmiths, my brother and I. And so we wrote a couple of songs with them and 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 uh, kind of hated the idea that we had to go to somebody sure, to be sure. good enough. But in retrospect, those were like, you know, because we could have said, screw this we're not doing any of this with bye yeah. you know yeah. but we decided to sort of you know kind of both of us loved writing and so we went went along with it and, and met with these guys and we wrote a couple of tracks with them more than a couple maybe three or four but the good part was that we kind of started learning because we yeah. watched how they work you know right. and, and we're thinking oh so we're actually you know it 
three minutes, 17 seconds. That's it. you got to fit the whole thing there. Okay. And we, we learned about the structure. Learned Basically, they weren't doing anything we couldn't do ourselves. Right. It right. was just that everybody needs that introduction because there's a difference between writing a number one hit yeah. And, the, you know, and, and, and obviously writing an album track, kicks ass is completely different. It can be anything. Right. And so, you know, I'm because usually when people ask what I've done, it's just like it sounds like it just went from one victory to another or from from one downfall <laughs> to another. But there's a lot of stuff in between. And I think that one of the best things about being able to work with Sony BMG, for example, was to work these extremely and, and, and I don't I do not use this word loosely, extremely talented people who had been around forever. Sometimes there were record producers, sometimes there were professional songwriters, but I'm so glad that both my brother and I always took the attitude where we were just kind of like, we wanted to learn. It, yeah. it, you know, we didn't, so we had to collaborate, big deal. And finally we got to the point where we became the Toonsmiths. People started asking for us to write songs yeah. for them or the record company sent those guys over to us to help them write. And so what a rewarding experience, you know, it started out as like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. I'm not good enough. Am yeah. I even going to make it? But it ended up being wonderful. Yeah. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Ho, 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 ladies. The holidays came early, not only for you, but for your man here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products that your man will actually use, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Also, this awesome refined cologne. It smells so sexy. My man loves it. I love him wearing it, especially after he's all clean shaven, using the lawnmower 4.0 and trimming those nasty nose hairs and those ear hairs. You know, you know what I'm saying, ladies? It's time to give the man in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use the code labelfree20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's right, ladies. 20% off and free shipping with the code labelfree20 at manscaped.com. I don't really believe in failure. I know that maybe we not may, may have gone after something and it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. But in, in those in those times, there are teachable moments, like what you're yeah. saying. You do learn, you evolve. And um, like, I never even heard of a, a tunesmith before. That's like- They uh, exist, yeah. So it's different yeah. than a songwriter. Yeah, yeah, but these are, you know, I, I guess they're called tunesmiths or or professional songwriters because they're not really, usually, they're not artists themselves. They right. just they have they're people who have a knack for writing. Interesting. You know, you know, and it, it it's it's kind of like, um, they can write tags. Okay. Tag would be something that if you if you know the Beach Boys, I get around, you know, yes, the way this yes, yes. starts, you know, round, round, get around, no, get around. yeah, <laughs> and, and so that's a tag. Everybody can sing along, yeah. or you know, and and then they have a gift for for choruses, which are very important that you get those right because that's the sing along moment of each song, yeah. um, and you know, it, it then again. Now we're talking about crafting hit singles, but of course, if you're a rock and roll band that's one or two tracks on your album and then there's the rest of the album that usually if, if you are talented and good enough nobody's really going to say that you know we don't want this song right. um uh, but but it, it's a it's it's sort of a 
you know, let's say that it's 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 a different creative process. Right. And and these people, you know, and, and I mean this in the best possible way, they're a breed of their own. Yeah. Um, because they they live in that world of sort of jingly type of right, you know, which are very, yeah. very, very important. So um, well, th- those are the ten kind of people that help create hits. Is that what I'm gonna Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. God, I just learned something completely new, and I'm sure any of my artists out there that are, that are listening, if you're having a hard time creating a, a, a number one hit, find yourself a tune fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, have the label do it, you know. Uh, yeah, um, okay, right, right. It's signed first, usually that's the way it goes. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's sometimes the record producer. I think these days they can be a record producer. Music's changed so much, you yeah. know, in, 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 in the sense that, you know, the, 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 the rap or hip hop or pop that my, my children are listening to, uh, um, it, it just, you know, a lot of these guys don't even know how to play instruments. The, the one, they, 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 they copy riffs from old songs and, you know, they have the very rudimentary skills. But if, if you sit them behind a drum set, some of them could be, might be able to do it now. I'm probably, you know, somebody's going to call in and say that, look, I can play drums, yeah. but the people that I've met mess around with computers. Okay. Whereas when I record a hubcaps album, I play all the instruments. Like I really play the instruments. There's right. a drum set, bass, guitars, keyboards. I just, you know, I play the real instruments. Right. And, and so, um, and that's not to say that other people don't know how, Right. But in modern pop music, you don't even get those instruments. It's just yeah. very computerized, yeah. sort of keyboard-based. Um, um, and, you know, if that's your cup of tea, wonderful. All the more power to you because this is the trendy music of today. Um, and some of it I enjoy, some of it I don't. Um, but it's not really my cup of tea. I think even the lyrics are definitely not my cup of tea at all. Yeah, Most of the time, they don't make any sense. They're just sort of fray, cool, cool sounding phrases yes. one after another. <laughs> There's no story. There's no meaning. It, it's kind of like, and my sons, sons are like, listen to this, man. And I'm like, I'm listening to it, man. I don't like it. But, but it, it's like I said, you know, if, if, it's, if, if it's somebody's cup of tea, then, you know, it's nothing away from me. I, I still prefer my Rolling Stones and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers any day. And so your, your music, your genre that you, that you perform and play is more rock based? Yeah, I guess, you know, that, not, and once again, these should be easy questions, but, you know, what is rock these days? This is my problem, because, you know, when the impersonators, this is another, I talk a lot, this is another story. When the impersonators got signed with FBP Music Group, one of the first things that the label wanted to do with us was to establish what genre we're basically all right. about, or representing, or what have you. Yeah. And so I said, well, it's pop rock. And then, then um, the label had Dennis Whitesell pressed play on 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 one one ipad and said you know this is pop rock and i'm like okay so we're definitely not pop rock and i'm like how about rock and then it's like this is rock and oh we're definitely not rock because that sounded like heavy heavy rock to me you know what i would label as heavy rock and and then like are we pop and and then there's like this female all computerized auto-tuned i'm like okay so we're not pop um and so we did this for a long time and then turned out when i had to do some research like you know here's a link to this to this page it'll outline all the genres you can think of that exist today and so i followed the link and here am i thinking i'm going gonna end up with a page that has about i don't know 30 genres wrong it was 50 genres with 
maybe 20 or 30 sub-genres each. Right. It was like a zillion of them, like post-punk, yeah. punk, whatever. Punk had like 12 different categories. And I'm like, I listened to example, it's punk. Yeah. You know, it's like punk. Why, why neo-punk? What and, and and I'm like having to still come up with this, you know, nobody's recording anything until we know the genre, right? And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to come up with a genre from from these because we just don't exist anymore. Yeah, that's what that's the conclusion that I came to. Oh, My music wow. does not exist anymore. And so what we ended up doing was, was, was sort of creating this 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 own genre, which was retro flavored pop rock. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. retro flavored pop. So, rock. so now you have so that's your that's your genre. That's what I tell people these days. Retro flavored. Okay. Pop rock. Oh, and the and, and the label what it said. Hold on, here's the whole thing. Retro flavored pop rock with a modern twist. <laughs> it sounds like a cocktail. <laughs> oh well, you know, it, it just you know exactly. Have one, please. <laughs> you know, it, and and you know, it, it's just like coming up with that genre um, was harder than recording an album. <laughs> oh, I bet. Was... I can only imagine. That sounds just crazy. Um... Well, that sounds very cool. So now what are you up to these days? Well, right now, um, there's going to be a new... Well, the Impersonators album that we worked on for quite a few years, actually three, I think, all in all. Because in the beginning, we didn't have a lot of money and we just had to go one single at a time, sure. record here, record there. It just came out in... Um, the album came out in March, late March, March the 26th. And um, it's titled Life of Grant. Um, it's it's been very well received, and obviously we're very stoked about that. Yeah. The um, both the uh, both award organizations, uh, the Josie Awards and ISA Awards, uh, have nominated the album in the Album of the Year category. Awesome! Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And and on top of that, you know, and, um, the impersonators and yours truly got seven nominations at the ISA Awards and four at the Josie Awards. So. It's been a wonderful year for us, to be really honest with you. And and over here, once again, I think that this is this is what happens when you have a great PR person yeah. and label head. This goes back to back to Michael Stover being a kick-ass person uh, and just really somebody who can make things happen. So, you know, I could be big-headed and say that look, this is how brilliant I am. But the truth oh. is that this guy works like a dog. It's, and he, it takes a team, right? Right. It takes a team. And he does everything for his artists. So I'm very pleased to be working with him. And I'm, I'm just very, very happy with, with all the nominations, even if they don't turn into awards. It's a great well, honor. That's a, definitely very exciting. So where can people, before we start wrapping things up, where can people find you, follow you, get like, hear your music? Um, if The best place to find everything is if you go to www.tomtika.com. Uh, it's got all the links that you need. It's got a little nowadays web pages. It's kind of cool because you can create them where you have the main yeah. stuff. And then there are these tabs like bio and whatever. There's a the impersonators has basically their own tab. Sure. Um, and now, of course, uh, you asked what I'm actually doing right now is I'm, I'm finishing up solo album that's going to come out in the fall. And the fir very first single is going to come out on june 18th i think if i remember correctly um and so that's what i'm up to right now it's, it's just taking up all my time but but yeah tom www.tomtika.com is the place to go and obviously the both the impersonators and tom Tika and the missing hubcaps are on all streaming platforms
Awesome. Um, so. I will pull your links and I'll put them in the description of the episode so people can reach out to you directly and find you and follow you and support you. All that good hey, stuff. Sounds great. You did share a lot of information. Any last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I enjoy life. Process. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was Abe Lincoln who said that it's not the years in your life that count, but rather the life in your years. Uh, that's one of my favorite I quotes. Like about, yeah, it's 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 what I try to live by because you know it's life goes by so fast. It's when you're in your twenties, it, it's kind of like you're burning, burning it away. It, it, it really you're not aware of the fact that it'll all come <laughs> crashing down at some point. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, it's weird because uh, I, you know, my eldest son will be 18 this year. Yeah. And, and I think it's incredible. I mean, I was young when I got him, but, but still it's incredible that I have an 18 year old son. Yeah. And I remember when he was just a teeny tiny baby, I was walking around uh, at the hospital, holding him, like kind of showing him after, but this is my son, you know, and, and now he's taller than me. Aww. bigger than me plays ice hockey and it's just like huge and i'm like you know my baby right yeah, that's how fast life goes yes. you know and, and and just thinking about the fact that i lost my dad a couple of years ago you know i wish i had spent more time with him so i guess the final piece of advice is just don't waste time on people that don't deserve you don't don't waste time on anything that makes you miserable just spend your time wisely be with the people you love be, be, be with the people that love you and spend it all on something that makes you feel wonderful I love and, and can't go wrong with that beautiful absolutely beautiful thank you tom for being a guest today and sharing your story congratulations on your nominations i'm sure you're going to do very well hopefully 2021 is an amazing year for you um and you'll have to come back and give us an update you know after you know after you know maybe in the fall or something after when, Sounds are, great. when do they make when do they make a decision is it in the fall uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think that the ESA Awards are going to be in August and Josie Awards in September. Yeah, so it might be that, you know, I'm like, next time I come on the show, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. but, you know, like I said, it's a great honor to be nominated. I'm not really expecting to win. I'm just happy that, you know, that something yeah. that I've, that, you know, my music moves people. Yeah. That, that, that's really all I ever wanted to do. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow, all that good stuff. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.